Hi, all. Double G here from Fight Game Media. Our Patreon, aka Fight Game Media Network Plus, recently turned one. We've been through a lot of trial and error, as well as progress with the network, and we want to thank our subscribers, both old and new, with a token of our appreciation. Literally, a digital token. We've created our very first POAP. If you don't know what that is, think of it as an NFT that celebrates an event. If you don't know what an NFT is, well, Google will help you with that. If you join Fight Game Media Network Plus today at patreon.com front slash fight game media, you can claim your year one Fight Game Media Network Plus POAP. We're only doing 100 of them, so join now to claim your prize. It's just $5 per month, and we have a ton of current and historical audio content waiting for you. Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined once again. The prodigal son has returned. JD, by God, Oliva. How you doing, JD? Much better. Much better. I'm, well, I'm in a better place this week. I, I reached out. I'll talk about it. I reached out to you last week, and I said, I just uh, I just don't got it right now. And I had a, that's about a week, about a little less than a week ago. Like, I just had like a, a gigantic crisis of, uh, I guess, personal faith and faith in myself and faith in everything I do. Like I, uh, I had a bad day. Like I just, uh, I, I just, I, I like, I almost like walked out of social media. I told you I was about, I was ready just to be done with basically everything I do. Like I was, I was in a real rotten place. And then, uh, I went away for a weekend. I got to coach out of state and big national tournament. My guys did great. And uh, it helped. And then I had some work-related stuff that actually went my way for a little bit. And, you know, I, I, uh, I feel better. You know, it's a mental health is something that's real. And uh, sometimes you can be having a really good day and a couple of things put you in the wrong place. And then you start listening to the the bad voices in your head that that get inside and tell you you're not good enough and that uh, that you're a fraud and you're phony and that you're, you know, you're a piece of shit. And, um, you know, it's hard to shut them out sometimes. And I just... Uh, I tripped last week and I'm better now. Well, well, it's good, man. And, uh, you are none of those things, by the way. Yeah. You're a talented, you're a talented guy. You're a hell of a co-host and you're the best fucking writer that I know. Um, I appreciate at, that. Thank you. Like far, like I, I see some of your stuff and I'm just like, damn, I wish I was good at stuff. Like I wish I was good at stuff like JD. So, uh, your, your story this week that came out and, uh, we usually do the plugs later, but I, I just wanted to give you some uh, props, man. The Magnum TA story was fucking great. Yeah. I've been cooking on that for a little while. I wrote a thing for Russell Joy about how, uh, I kind of correlated Magnum TA to, to hangman page. And mm. I was like, you know, they're both from Virginia and I've always thought man, I've always thought hangman page looked kind of like Magnum TA. Mm -hmm. Like I always thought they had like a slight physical resemblance to each other. And then I actually like did the comparison piece and I realized they, they kind of ran this weird parallel that even I didn't realize like how similar they were in a lot of ways. And Mag and you know, uh, Magnum never got the world title, but hangman kind of did. So the fact that they're from Virginia, I just thought that was interesting. And, I want to do something a little bit different. I tend to get more clicks when my stuff relates a little bit more to uh, what's going on now. So I thought I'd, mm -hmm. I thought I'd try something a little different and uh, I don't know, people seem to dig it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Pe people seem to dig it. People seem to dig uh, JD Oliva. And uh, they also dug God Illa, who was uh, our guest host last week, man. He, Great uh, job. 
Yeah, he came in on the clutch, man, and uh, we we had an excellent show, and he got some uh, got some high praise on uh, on Reddit today. So it was really cool All to right. share. That. Yeah, it was really cool to share that with him. And uh, and uh, who knows? So we you know we'll be doing a, a lot of uh, you know extra content for the Patreon, and I'm gonna try to bring in uh, bring in brother Illa. Uh, a couple more times here and there and uh, the people seem to love that guy and i i really enjoyed talking to him he's an interesting cat man and a talented dude yeah for sure it's fun it's uh it's good to know that if uh if you do break again that uh you know the seat gets the seat stays warm and the show goes on so it's been rough you know this is our fourth episode and only the second that we've done together <laughs> since we've gone to the free feed you know i feel like garrett went out on the limb and you know it's been uh it's been a tough fall for uh Full yeah. brace for impact. So we're we're moving in the right direction now. Yeah. Well, you know what? Wrestling is stupid, and wrestling is stupid. Family and mental health is far more important than any of the silly stuff that we talk about here. This show is meant for us to bust each other's balls, bust impacts balls, have some fun, and talk about uh, one of our favorite hobbies, which is pro wrestling. And watching pro wrestling is literally nothing but a hobby. That's so some for some people it is their entire business it's their livelihood but for the most part watching wrestling and then talking about it with your friends like which is what you and i are doing mm-hmm. it is a it is a hobby and it's supposed to be fun and i really enjoy this show man and i'm a, i'm glad you're back this week i'm glad i'm glad to be back i appreciate you uh being a brother and being a friend and uh kind of understanding the same to garrett the boss you know he uh i kind of just shut out i talked to you and i talked to justin i'm like i'm i'm i need I think I'm done. I really did. I really, I'm honest with you guys. I thought I was done. I told, uh, I told Mike, I said, I think I'm just, I think I'm just done. Everything I do is fucking wrong and bad and stupid. So that's, uh, Garrett reached out and, and had a, had a good talk with me, but you know, uh, I'm all right now. You know, I was, I'm trying not to be trying not to be, uh, so down on myself. I was going to say, trying not to be a wuss, but that's not accurate. You know, I got to, no. I gotta, I gotta not be that guy and realize that, you know, sometimes stuff happens and, yeah. you know, we gotta be, uh, stuff you gotta work on, man. It's like stuff I tell my kids, man, we gotta work on our technique and you gotta work on your brain sometimes. And, uh, you know, you have a, you have good days, you have bad days. And we have to work on what the definition of a real man is because a real man raises his hand. So, you know what? I need a, I need a break, right? Like that, that's what a real adult does. And that's what you did, man. And I, I commend you for it. I applaud you for it. You just let me know. Hey, I, I need a little bit of a break. And we were like, cool, take a break, dude. Take all the time you need. We got you. You know, we, we talk about this a lot with, with the kids when it comes to wrestling, because there's always this, this mentality of embrace the grind. You know, you got to get in the grind, get him, you know, follow the grind. You just got to keep on grinding. That's the thing about the grind is eventually it grinds you up. So I'm trying to not think like that anymore, not just, you know, be a meathead and push through everything. But, you know, sometimes you're in a, sometimes, you know, you turn, sometimes the engine needs gas. I'm running out of cliches here. Um, <laughs> sometimes you just got to just refuel and rethink and reevaluate what's important. So that's what I did. And I reevaluated what is important in my life. And I got getting rid of things that are unimportant Embrace for impact and hanging out with you once a week is super important. It's midnight here in Chicago. We had a big wrestling meet tonight. I raced home after stuffing my face with Chipotle and I watched some impact so we could stay up late and talk about it. Before we get to the next topic, I wanted to tell you about our Patreon, also known as Fight Game Media Network Plus, our premium service. We have four exclusive and weekly podcasts on the Patreon, including John LaRocca and Garrett Gonzalez covering 1997 WWF 
And soon, they will be covering 1998 WWF. We have Paul Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins covering every AEW Dynamite show Wednesday night, a couple hours after Dynamite is over. Scott Edwards' five-star Joshi show, and the full version of this podcast, Brace for Impact, with myself, Mike Gilbert, and my co-host, J.D. by God Oliva. What you're listening to right now is a condensed version where we only cover the weekly show on Access TV. But every week on Patreon, we get into Q&As, all the headline news, new free agent signings, people contracts coming due leaving the company as well as coming up soon we're gonna have we're gonna be having watch along episodes so join us each and every week on patreon go to patreon.com slash fight game media network for our exclusive premium service called fight game media network plus that's awesome man well let's uh let's do that let's talk some impact uh start the show off uh you know a little not really breaking news but um because this news was broken a while ago but impact um, they finally announced that Lady Frost has signed, and she was on the pre-show match. Uh, she defeated Kimberly on BTI. You know, quick thoughts on uh, on Lady Frost being an official member of the Knockouts roster. About time, big fan, great look, cool finisher. I don't know what you call. I, don't, I forget what she calls it. I don't know what you would call it like this. It's like, it's not quite a moonsault, but the body like matrix is in midair and like spins back around. It's pretty neat. I like yeah. it. It looks like, um, I think AJ Styles used to do that same move back in the I think day. Was it the same AJ one? Yeah. You used to I, do? I, I think it is. I think it is. I don't remember what it's called. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Lucha Doncic or God Illa is yelling at us right now through the, through their speakers. But uh, yeah, it looks very similar to what AJ Styles used to do. Okay. I like the way she does it. There's um. She has very, she has very good control of her body. She's clearly a gymnast, and uh, I don't know. It's like I like I like watching the way girls can do that and like really float through the air gracefully. She looks cool. Like she's got a, I think she's got big upside in this company. I'm very curious to see where she goes from here. Yeah, and you know I'd like to, you know for brace for impact for this show. Uh, you know our community here really uh, stepped up and got her this job and uh, has really been on the forefront of the lady frost revolution and uh, getting, getting her signs to impact. Well, uh, <laughs> I've, I've been saying it for years that yeah. they should be signing her. Like yeah. she turned pro in like 2018, like way back in 2016, I was like, they should sign this person who's not officially <laughs> a professional wrestler right now. Cause right. I think she would be. <laughs> yeah. You, you heard about her. It. You heard about her in the fitness world. And you're like, you know what impact should sign this person. Yes. And, yes. And she should be, <laughs> like really cold when they do that's the, that you were like that guy freezing so. like yeah. she should be freezing <laughs> frosty if you will <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, inside jokes folks inside jokes if you know you know uh, if you're part of the okay. patreon you know yeah so there's your incentive to join the patreon <laughs> there you go uh the opening video was a build-up to the hard to kills main event um so the main event is moose he's defending against both matt cardona and w marcy that was announced last week. You weren't here last week. Um, quick thoughts on hard to kills main event. And that's going to be playing into tonight's uh, to main event on the tonight show as well. Hard to kill colon another freaking three way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think this has to be a three way. I think this could easily just be Cardona mm-hmm. and then get to the, and then get to the um, Morrissey match later. Right. Yeah. I just, I hate that we can't have overlapping feuds without having three-way matches. Cause just for me, like I just, I lose interest when it's three-way. I just do like, I'm going to get to this later, but there's like, there's tropes in wrestling I'm tired of. And I think multi-man matches are one of them. I'm just tired of them. 
yeah, especially in this company. It seems like a Band-Aid, and what it is is just it's, you know, it removes the story element. And they do try to incorporate a little bit of stories in the three ways and they four did. ways. They did. Tonight they did a lot, but I just yeah. don't think it was necessary. I really no. don't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they open with that uh, that video, and then we got Deanna Perrazzo and Matthew Raywalt defeating Knockouts champion Mickey James and Chris Sabin. Um, so this was intergender, but the intergender part of it wasn't really too egregious. So at that point, it's like, why, why even have it? But um, we'll we'll just go ahead and get to the finish here. So Raywalt was taken out. Perrazzo blocked a cradle shock from Chris Sabin, only for Sabin to let her go and dive on Raywalt, followed by a dive from Perrazzo. And one from James on top of everybody. Uh, James hit a top rope press, but Peraza rolled over on the landing. And with the aid of Raywald outside of the ring, um, Peraza kept the pin down for the win um, in a in a good match here. So what what would you think? It's fine. It was good. Chris Saban's awesome. Um, I thought Mickey and Deanna have done better work together, but I didn't have to be up to snuff for this one. Uh, Mickey looks great. Chris Saban is the man. And, you know, Matthew Raywalt's finding a spot in impact. He's not great, but he's not terrible at the same time. So it was fine. It was fine. It was okay. Yeah. And I think it's a way to, to you know, keep the story going. You yeah. know, they're going to have the big uh, Perazzo and uh, Mickey James rematch. Perazzo gets a little bit of a pin back. So we'll, we'll kind of see what it's, what's going to be happening up at hard to kill. You know, I'm typically not for the champion getting pinned. You know, I, I did because it's a really- cliche. It's a cliche and they just did it with Moose mm-hmm. uh, last week. But in this instant, um, because Peraza was the longtime champion and she's kind of more of the more dominating figure in there, I, I thought that that was okay. Like I completely despised Moose getting pinned last week, but I, I think I'm okay with Mickey getting pinned here. Although it is literally the same kind of story. Yeah, that's one thing I dislike about kind of what we're going on right now. I feel like we're uh, we're in a little bit of a rut telling the same stories. I feel like wrestling in general is in a bit of a rut right now. And like yeah. everyone's kind of, it's not just Impact. It's not just AEW. I feel like everybody is kind of, you know, it's like well, everyone's like in the mud right now. And there's a theory out there that it's just, it's oversaturation of the market. Awesome. And a, a lot of the shows are doing a lot of the same things and, uh, for instance, you know, you had, see, so if you start with just last Saturday, you had triple a doing a bunch of hardcore stuff. And then you had oh. war game. Then you had war games on Sunday. It was all trash cans, trash can lids, you know, aluminum pans. And then you go to Monday, they're doing the same thing. AEW had some of their hardcore stuff this week. And then you get to tonight, you had, you know, Eric Young and Rhino. So you're seeing a lot of the same stuff over and over again, just on different shows, bro. You took the words out of my mouth, man. Like that's exactly, I was going to wait till we got to that match, but I'm so tired of garbage cans and wrestling matches. I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of, of plunder, mm-hmm. right? It's so played out. WWE gave us three cage matches. <laughs> yes. And the, what sucks is cage matches of, are my favorite days. <laughs> Yeah, yeah mine too but when you do when it's so oversaturated right now like here's my challenge to people creative and wrestling right now stop going in these stupid gimmicks that are overdone just tell stories man like and i think that's our problem right now is like aw they're not doing like they're not giving us big matches and they're like well the ratings are going down. well you're not giving us interesting matches on tv like i know brian dance is gonna kill another dark order guy it sounded cool at first and i like watching him wrestle but what else you got, man? And this company too. It's like I think about it. it's like Eric Young, 
and um, a Rhino. That's such a TNA match. Like, right? That's a classic TNA match. And then it's just more garbage cans and more interference and more setting up a four-way match, it looks like now. It just, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. This is part of it, too, where I was at last week. I'm just, it's, I feel like there's this malaise over wrestling right now. And everything is just kind of just there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Impact has got something different coming up. And we, I think we will talk about that on the Patreon. You but, are correct. Uh, yeah. Um, so Gia Miller interviewed Matt Cardona about his win last week and his upcoming title challenge. Uh, Cardona talked about coming close uh, with Impact for a year. Uh, he also talked, he kept mentioning that he was, he had a title opportunity before uh, and he kept saying it. He said it like a few times uh, and, and I just, I just uh, wanted to vomit. I'm just like, bro, can we, can we say, can we say title shot? I mean, this is not WWE. Vince McMahon's not here. Kevin Dunn's not here. Just say title shot, dude. I know he's, I know he's got WWE brain a little bit still, and he's carrying that over here to impact, but Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Um, but he, he said that he had had a title opportunity before and it didn't last very long and he didn't get the title and now he wants some redemption. I, so despite the opportunity word being said over and over again, I, kind of like this promo and i like what they're doing with cardona even though i feel like he should be a heel i think the story of what they're doing with cardona and him being the underdog and kind of he never really got his chance um and now he's getting it here at impact i think that's kind of nice um i like that i like that Cass used our that's our word mid cardona that came from this show my my gilbert created that so just the record well okay I, no. I do. I do want no, no, to okay. just, no, just yours. Okay. No, you know what? You're right. Absolutely. It is mine. I did invent it. Yeah. Yes. That's yours. <laughs> that's all yours. No one takes credit for that. Um, <laughs> uh, I just, I feel like this is a Zack Ryder story, right? I feel like Matt Cardona on the Indies has really done a great job carving out an identity. Right. And I just feel like this version of him is just Zack Ryder. Yeah. You know, and it's like he's doing fine. Like he's good at being Zack Ryder. It's just that other side of him is so much more interesting. Yeah. And um, I I think we're going to get that other side of him, but Impact's not giving it to us right when we want it, unfortunately. I mean, I get it. I'm okay with being patient and things, but I, I don't know, man. I'm starting to think maybe we double turn these two guys at some point. <clears throat> well, you know, so Morrissey interrupted him and said that while Cardona always awaits his chances, Morrissey takes them. Um, hard to kill should be a singles match. Hey, I agree with Morrissey. I agree with Morrissey. Yeah. And then he threatened Cardona. And then of course they, they got a match uh, later on the show and we'll talk about the match. Cause I, I think I agree with your double turn uh, thing, which I'm pretty sure I, I thought was going to happen at turning point, but it did not happen there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I got when we get to the main event, I have thoughts of the main event. But yeah, it's uh something's brewing. Yeah. Uh Eric Young cut a promo um with uh yeah, prior to his street fight with Rhino, he said that uh, he'll teach Rhino a violent and beautiful lesson. And then Doring will make sure that Heath Swan and Mac are not a factor. And then I Doring kind of said something like he had uh he had a backup plan for that, and we found out what the backup plan ended up being. But this was a cool little, cool little promo. Typically overproduced, but this wasn't too bad. Yeah, this is fine. I mean, I've kind of just accepted the Eric Young promos are going to be like this. And yeah. he just, you know, he when he's focused, he does a really good job with these promos. And I feel like lately he's been really focused. So it's good. It's fine. Yeah. So we got Rohit Raju uh, with uh, Raj Singh versus Lawrence D. First problem I have with this match, they announce him as Lawrence D. They um, He comes to the ring in the Lawrence D gimmick. 
and Matt Stryker and D. Brown are constantly referring him to Lawrence D. But the big ass sign behind him, the screen, motherfucker says Larry D. on it. I'm like, come on, guys, let's get it together. Like that's it's not, hard. It's not yeah. hard to throw a Photoshop together, man. It's yeah. really easy. Attention to detail, guys. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's do it. Um, but the the match was essentially nothing. You know, you got Lawrence D. kind of doing this this silly little gimmick, but it was broken up quick because uh, Josh Alexander came out and uh, and he, uh, he stormed to the ring. He came out. He took out Raju and Singh, and then uh, Larry D. ended up just rolling out of the out of the ring. Uh, Alexander then called out Jonah to the ring, but instead Josh got Scott Demore, who tried to stop him, said that your emotions are out of check. You're not, you know, you're going to have to wait till hard to kill to fight Jonah, which pissed off Alexander. So he went and beat up Raj Singh some more. Uh, he actually at one point threatened to beat up Scott Demore or made it seem like he was going to do that. Uh, kind of a, a good passionate promo by Alexander. And I think you have a theory that you've already touched on once before. Why don't you go ahead and talk about that? I'm going to talk about this in a couple of weeks. Like, First of all, I'm going to steal John LaRocca's joke and say Lawrence Lawrence D is Larry D when he joined the York Foundation. That was a great joke that on our Twitter that I thought had to be. If you're an old WCW fan, that's that's a great one. Kudos. Kudos, John LaRocca. Um, I think I've maintained since the moment that Josh Alexander lost this title that this whole thing is to set up a Scott Demore heel turn. And now, because I said I related it also speaking of early 90s WCW right now. Uh, they're doing the Sting 91 with Josh Alexander, where they're giving him, first we gave him Suzuki, now we're going to give him Jonah. Like, we're giving him all these monsters, basically, to overcome while we prolong the chase to the title, right? Yeah. And what is, why does Scott care about him? I mean, what has, what, how has Josh lost his mind? How has Josh freaked out? He hasn't. He, all of his reactions have been fine until mm-hmm. tonight. He beat up Raj Singh, who would just happen to be there. But he's being pushed into this spot by his dickhead boss mm-hmm. who, who keeps who, throwing these things in his way. Yeah. Who keeps claiming that they're family and mentioning his kids names and his wife's name. And I'm just like, there's some shadiness going on here. Dude, this was so he laid it on so thick tonight. I had to check the mayonnaise levels like it was <laughs> so over the top. Like, I know your kids and these names. I mean, like. Which is fine if if this is what this is leading to is a heel turn. And I truly, truly believe it is, right? Yeah. I truly believe that that's what we're doing. I still don't know why. I imagine we'll get that soon. But yeah, man, because Scott acts like a different character. Kermit, I saw you lose, you used, you call you for him as Kermit also. Yeah. That is also that is also a brace for impact original. Um, he's a different character with Josh and he's with everybody else on the show, right? There's something going on. Somebody, I think it was in the, our group chat. Somebody uh, had the idea that maybe Gail takes a more of the babyface commissioner style role, where Scott leans more heel, which I would be, I'd be in favor of. If that's what they decide to go. Gail's got Gail's great on the microphone, good personality. Yeah. But who's gonna boo Gail Kim? So I think that could work. But I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, we're steps away from a Scott to more heel turn. I don't know why, by the way. I don't know why we can't go with Josh as the champ, but we're not doing it. So. That seems to be where it's headed. Hey everyone, Paul Fontaine here from In The Clinch, the MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Each week, myself and co-host Ryan Frederick break down the week that was in the world of mixed martial arts and preview upcoming shows in UFC and other major promotions. Ryan and I are both accredited UFC media members and our tweets are featured each weekend on ESPN broadcasts of the fights. So join Ryan and myself every Tuesday morning for In The Clinch, exclusively on the Fight Game Media Network, available on all major podcast platforms. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I believe in your theory here. I think it's what's going to happen. 
Uh, backstage, the Bullet Club were asked to sign Turning Point posters, but they were pissed off because that's the event where they didn't win the titles. And they're like, we're not going to sign this. And so they got mad at the guy who asked him. He's like a stagehand. And then uh, Laredo Kid confronted him in Spanish, and neither Bayer Hikula knew what was going on. I That was it. So I, The skit I, sucked. It was bad. And I, I assume that Laredo Kid and Chris Bear are going to wrestle, which should be That good. will be great. <laughs> yeah, but the lead-up was pretty stupid. Do you know what this was? Do you know what this was? Chris Jericho spilling coffee on Kane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Well, you know, and it's it's impact. You know, they, they're like, well, we can't just have them have a match, so they need to bump into each other backstage. That's, well, that's what this is. While we're filming everything and we set up this hopelessly <laughs> contrived scenario, to, it's I hate shit. Like, this stuff is... I hate it. I hate yeah. it. But the uh, match with, with Chris Bay and Laredo Kid's going to be great. So people mm-hmm. are going to forget about the dumbass setup and they're going to remember the match. So it's, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Um, so surprise, surprise, we get more Demore on the show. This is the Scott Demore show. Dude, he's um, turning into Vince McMahon in 1999 with how often he's on this damn show. I, yeah. Uh, Steve Macklin approached Demore and once again called for a singles match of Trey since he was still unpinned and unsubmitted. Uh, Demore told me he hasn't uh, won, and he even attacked the security guard. So the answer was no. Isn't so. this repetitive? Like, aren't we doing the exact? Isn't this like the exact same thing we're doing with with Alexander? Like, it's the and, same. Well, I think the thing with Alexander is he's too mad, even though he's rightfully so. Um, but the Steve Macklin is also right. Um, yes, so, but Macklin's but, a heel. Yeah. So this is this is weird. So it's like. Demore is kind of playing both sides of the fence here and he's in every fucking segment. So it's really hard to keep him straight. There's, so. there's too much of Scott on the show right now. Yes. Like, way too much Scott Demore on the show. Yeah. Maybe. So here's a theory. Maybe this all leads to Alexander just beating the shit out of Scott Demore, And then he just off TV. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Oh, so like Magnum, Magnum CA and Bob Geigel. I'm okay uh, with that. Oh Yeah. Uh, you you went in the wayback machine there. Magnum T hit him with a bat. So yes, yeah, that's <laughs> that a hardcore angle for 1986. For the record, yeah. like you didn't beat up your boss on TV in the 80s. Things weren't that cool. No, yeah, no, you, you rarely did that. So no. Uh, Rosemary and Havoc also approached him more about Ultimate X, but Demore again Demore so much so much yeah. Scott Demore. Uh, but he said that he had delegated the Ultimate X news to someone else. So there you go. Um. So Finn Juice uh, defeated the Learning Tree. So this match was okay. There was a stupid part in it where Zicky Dice was about to get hit by Finn Juice, but he started. He pulled like he did like a little magic trick, and he started to pull out this pink thing out of his mouth that I assume was supposed to be an intestine. Uh, it was like a, supposed to be a magic trick, and Finn Finn or uh, I guess Juice Robinson didn't fall for it. And then just started beating him up, and the announcers seemed embarrassed to talk about it. it they was, should be, yeah. And uh, they just kind of. This was probably one of those things where maybe Zicky was just had this idea, and it didn't work. And the announcers shit on it, kind of. They probably should have just cut the whole thing out. They should have cut. They should have cut the whole thing out. Yeah. Um, people say, why do we have agents in wrestling? Why? Why do guys have to tell guys what to do? Why can't they just do that? Because this, this, this is why. Yeah, because you're Moments gonna get. Like you're going to get a dummy like dice uh, pulling out a pink intestine. Um, uh-huh. um, but, I'm, yeah. I, he, I really hope that I take it home this week. John LaRocca reviews 
this in particular because yeah. I watching this, I'm like, God, I want to hear what LaRocca says about this. <laughs> that was the yeah. first thing that went through my head because I love when John just eviscerates something. So yeah. uh oh. I know you're listening, John. Please, please, yeah. please Dude. humor me. Tell me, so Take It Home is on the Fight Game Media Network. It's uh, if you go to Spotify and just search Take It Home or search Fight Game Media Network, it's in that feed. Mm -hmm. So Brace for Impact has its own feed, right? So LaRocca on his Take It Home show eviscerated Joey Janela this week, and it was glorious. And it's one of my favorite podcasts ever because he eviscerated him in the nicest way possible. It was just high quality radio. And then we were all making jokes about it too because we saw that Joey. Uh, I don't hate Joey, you know. Like I think that makes me a kind of an outsider this in this in our little uh, band of thieves. I think he's a work is adequate to find. I I'm entertained by him. That being said, when one is in a artistic endeavor, people are going to criticize what you do. There's entire there's entire industries built upon it, and um, you can't go after everyone that doesn't like your match, man. Like. No. One of the first things I learned when I got into the, the writing thing is you're going to say that you're going to get bad reviews. And the worst thing you can do is try to find the people that write their reviews that are bad and ask them why they just didn't like it. It makes you look pathetic. It makes you look weak. It makes you look incredibly fragile. Don't be that guy. So yeah. I never thought to say this, but don't be Joey Janela. Yeah. Don't reach out to a guy who can help you, who knows a lot. John knows a lot about wrestling. Like yeah, he should talk to some of his co coworkers that have come through that Northern California system and ask about John LaRocca. Yes. Yeah. Ask Jeff Cobb about John LaRocca. Ask Will Hobbs about yes. LaRocca and they will, they will educate you dipshit. And that's just what's so disappointing is like, you know what? And again, I've said before, like, I don't agree with everything John says, but I mean, like he's got a valid points to everything he says, like he backs up, oh, this is this, why this and this and this and this, and he'll back up his reasons when you hear him go, well, okay, that makes sense. You yeah. know, how do you get better? How do you get better if you can't take criticism? No. Even if you don't agree with it, listen to it, right? And you'll find something. Like, again, don't go seek it out either. Like, if you're not, if you're not a guy who, who enjoys criticism, don't go vanity searching your name, right? Because yeah. I know John's not out there tagging people when he posts stuff. No. So what happened was somebody listened to it and then tagged Janella. And then what Janela did is he DM'd LaRocca and told told him that his opinion doesn't mean anything, which if it didn't, why are you messaging him in the first place? And why do said, you care? And then said that you don't know anything about wrestling. You've never been anything about wrestling and then blocked him. Mm -hmm. So that way LaRocca yeah. couldn't respond and uh, which is coward yeah. shit. Yeah. And he's wrong. He's uneducated. Like yeah. that, that is coward shit. I mean, it's disappointing. Yeah. Um be better, man. Like take like man up. Just we talk about what it is to be a man. A man will listen to criticism of himself and be like, oh, you know what? I could be better. You know, I could so be better. I I was the keynote speaker at a Ooh, promotion. Ceremony. Yeah. Well, I do I do I do stuff like that a lot. So that's cool. I was the keynote speaker at a promotion ceremony for some airmen and some uh, sergeants that were getting promoted. And I I, I gave the speech and, and this one a big part of the speech that I gave was like, I want you to seek out feedback, right? Yeah. Not just from the people above you, right? Your leadership, seek out their feedback, but I want you to seek out the feedback of the people that you supervise 
because true leadership isn't about what you're already made of. It's about the changes that you're willing to make to get better. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you're not actively trying to get better each and every day, then you're never going to improve and you're never going to be exactly what you always thought you could be. And you're Absolutely. not going to be, and you're not going to be a success in this business. And that, and that, and that, and I'm talking about air force, but that, that is true of any everything. type of business. Yeah. Everything. You know, I always look to like, cause I'll, I don't read all my reviews, but I'll read some and I'll get bad ones sometimes. And sometimes I'll get criticism and some of it's like, that's not right. Like, yeah, but, but you know that if you hear criticism and you feel it and you feel it, they got a point, mm-hmm. right? And you need to hear something. You, you can't just, you cannot just create echo chambers around you that tell you that you're great. You mm-hmm. never improve. You will never, ever improve. And yeah. if you're not willing to improve, what's the point of anybody doing anything? Absolutely, man. <clears throat> Sorry to get off on a tangent there, but uh, we got, that's what we do on Brace for Impact. Brace for Impact. It gets worse on Patreon. Join the Patreon. Fight Game Media uh, Plus. There you go. Uh, Moose approached Morrissey backstage, told him he wasn't mad Morrissey turned on him, uh, but he and Moose knew that they didn't want Cardona involved in Hard to Kill. So basically, he proposed that they uh, work together to get rid of him, but Mo- Morrissey said, I'm done trusting you, and I'll take him out myself. So Morrissey is smart. Morrissey's the most competent character on this show. He he is like everything he does makes complete and total sense. I love this Mm -hmm. guy. Um, So uh, the next match is uh, Eric Young defeating Rhino in a street fight. Prior to the match, Eric Young told Dina and Doring to stay behind. They kind of had a cool, like a different type of camera following him around more like a movie camera. I dug it into the entrance. I I thought that was cool, man. I thought it was so cool. That was such a different entrance than we normally see in wrestling. I was like, this is cool. This is what we we need more more different. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Eric Young defeated Rhino in a street fight. This was like we kind of complained about earlier. I don't want to harp on it too much. Plunder, uh, aluminum, you know, tins and uh, trash can lids and trash cans and and all that stuff. And then eventually, you know, we we had, uh, you know, Violet by Design, Diener and Doring. They they show up and then you had Willie Mack and uh, Rich Swan show up. Heath shows up. And then out of nowhere, the Good Brothers show up, and that was the backup plan that Joe Doring was talking about. So it looks like, as you were saying, we are going to get another four-way match, which I think I want to say they did almost the same exact match at Slammiversary, but with Finn Juice instead of Heath and Rhino. Yeah. Um not excited by this. Our tag team <laughs> division is so like uninspired right now. It's straight like, up garbage. It's it weak. Is. Like, and it's not that the teams in it are bad. No, no. The, the stories, the booking is bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're, we're, and we're, we're kind of in the doldrums right now. It seems like post bound for glory. Um, they they've lost a lot of creative energy and they're just throwing stuff at the wall. It, it's not, it's not just impact, man. It's no. every, it's everywhere. Like, I don't know if it's with the ring of honor news that ring of honor is going away or what, but it seems like since then, everything has just been like, bleh. Like it's just, I find all wrestling ready to be. So I haven't watched dynamite yet. Like dynamite was on last night. I couldn't watch it live. And I just haven't bothered to go back and watch it. And I watch that show every week. Like, you know what? It's I, so I, flat. Yeah. Cool. Can I, can I admit something to you? Right on so I, I have never missed a dynamite since day one. Mm-hmm, if I same. don't, if I don't watch it the night of, I will, I will get up early in the morning and I will watch it before work because mm-hmm. I, I really do enjoy the show. I think it's the most exciting wrestling show each and every week. Typically, I agree. Um, and and it's you know a lot of chaos, and I and I'm and I'm cool with that. But but this week, I I didn't. There was nothing on the show that that got me interested. I 
I was, it was Wednesday night and I forgot that it was even on like, and this is the first, like I, I always know that dynamite's on. I actually forgot that it was on. You want to know what I watched instead? Which watch? I watched a documentary of uh, Pink Floyd's how, um, uh, gosh, the, the building of the album, uh, wish you were here. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it was on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was on it was on access tv a while ago but access doesn't have an on-demand service so i just sought it out and i found it on youtube and so i've been I've been wanting i had it in my favorites for a long time i was like i'm finally gonna get to this and it no, was great <laughs> like we have we have kids wrestling on wednesday and it's now my son's wrestling so we don't and because they took the west coast feed down i can't watch it on wednesday nights yeah. and then you know, I'll same deal. Usually I'll try to catch it while I'm, I'll have it on while I'm working or something like that. Yeah. I just forgot. Like, and yeah. it just, and it's not like the show is bad right now, but I do, I feel like there's a creative funk right now. That's just, it's kind of laid over all of the sport right now. And everything is kind of just there. And I don't, yeah. and I think that vibe is, I mean, you look at the ratings, everything's ratings are just, they're not yeah. bad, but they're not good. Now every, everything, everything's down across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll let you watch it. But there was one, uh, there was a uh, one, one of my favorite segments I think I've ever seen on TV was an MJF segment. And uh, I heard it was really good. I did yeah, hear that was yeah, good. You'll, you'll you'll see it, man. And uh, it was, the Gene Carlo thing, right? Uh, you, well, and then after he won the uh, the dynamite or the whatever the stupid ring battle royal thing, mm-hmm. um, he uh, he. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll see I'll watch it. it. I'll watch yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it for you. Wrong show. Or, or yeah. Wrong show. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Listen to uh, the dynamite show on uh, patreon.com slash fight game media and the boom yeah. and the boom. That's right. EY went for a pile driver, but it was uh swan and Mac. Now that came down and attacked EY, but as Rhino set up the pile driver himself, the good brothers ran down and took out swan and Mac in the ring. EY low blowed Rhino hit the pile driver for the win. A uh, good match, but a lot of chaos there, uh, which we had already talked Four about. Four way like, coming. Four way coming. Jim Miller interviewed the influence and the inspiration about their upcoming match and becoming a super group. Uh, this, um, so the inspiration has actually been making me laugh a lot lately. Um, They're funnier was, here than they were in WWE. I'll give you that. They are. This was not one of those times. And then no. the the following match was dreadful. Oh my god! <laughs> Why did I watch this? <laughs> yeah. Um, Tennille got pinned and uh, the influence and the inspiration are not getting along. You Crazy know, Steve was eating their hair. Yeah. It's so just, Josh is like, uh, uh, he's biting them. He's biting them. Like he's in between both of them. Like yeah. he's eating their hair. It was so weird. Yeah. And, you know, Tennille takes the pin here and the influence loses. So which means inspiration versus influence and hard to kill. You know, that's coming. Uh, lost a match title shot. Here you go. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we get a recap of Lady Frost's uh, BTI debut, which we spoke about. Um, this is the part where they actually, uh, Scott Demore, finally, he wow, shows Scott up. Demore, you're telling me Scott Demore was on the show? Yeah. Weird. He just shows up Whoa. out of nowhere here um, in a segment he didn't really belong in because we didn't need him to announce that Gail Kim was taking over this part, the, the knockouts division. Uh, they could have, you know, Jay Miller could have handled that part, but, uh, anyway, Gail could have just shown up, should have just shown up. Uh, she, uh, she announced that not only is she in, in charge of the knockouts division, she's booking the ultimate X and that frost is the uh, first entrant into the ultimate X match. Um, and then Gail kill Kim told her she'd be in the match against Rosemary, Jordan Grace, Tasha, Tasha steals, Chelsea Green and Rachel Ellering in the first ever knockouts ultimate X match. What do you think about that lineup? Are you going to be honest about it? Mm-hmm. I'm not crazy about it. Okay. Like, I don't think it's going to be bad, but um, 
I maybe my expectations for an Ultimate X match are different than other people's, but I, I expect some like flying, right? I expect some people to jump off that that crazy X thing. Like yeah. Frost will do some cool stuff with it because she's got that kind of ability. I mean, Jordan's going to base, so that's going to be fine. But like, I don't know, man. The rest of it, I doesn't. I'm going to watch because like that's our job. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm going to be honest. Like I'm not excited about it i hope i'm wrong yeah but it's I, it's not inspiring me i'm pretty stoked about it there's one glaring omission here or please one uh I sell me a, sell me sell me why i'm wrong please I, you know your first time matches are interesting to me and okay I, so and rosemary whenever she was in um she's been in some um super hardcore matches i i mm-hmm. guess uh, full metal mayhem and stuff like mm-hmm. that she's always shined big in those moments you're right uh, jordan grace is a hell of an athlete um mm-hmm. you know you, you got lady frost who i think can actually swing on those vines uh tasha mm-hmm. steals underrated athlete like she she may be little but i think that she can uh she can actually do some stuff off of there um i'm not too sure about ellering and i think chelsea green doesn't belong in the match i yeah think that's, that, that's i think that's that... weird that she's even in it um i i was hoping for you know masha slamovich in that spot honestly um, i think that would have been a lot better i think that i think chelsea green is someone that people like say boy we want her in the company and she's done really nothing of note since coming here she did really nothing of interest in ring of honor but they made a big deal about her like again she's the best stuff she's done is being you know uh uh, cardona's you know second in gcw like this i don't know man i'm uh i hope i'm wrong but i'm not i'm not thrilled about this to be honest with you yeah uh matt cardona defeated w morrissey via dq um so they um this whole match was the story of the match is that Matt Cardona doesn't belong in the main event of Hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. So in the match they proceeded to have Morrissey beat the shit out of him. He did a great job beating the shit out of him. He did. And uh Cardona did a great job of yeah. getting babyface sympathy. He did. And yeah. He, he, yeah. the blood, everything. I thought he played his part perfectly. Um you know, if you wanted me to believe that Cardona had a chance, you might have had Cardona actually get the victory here and maybe in a fluke fashion or something like that, like he did. But instead, they continued to protect Morrissey and Morrissey, you know, beat up the referee, got the DQ. And that looked um, great. It did. It did. And then, um, you know, got a lot of drama, a lot of heat. Um, and then Chelsea Green came in for the save and Morrissey threw her down and that pumped up Cardona and then Mark. Cardona, you know, knocked Morrissey out of the ring. And at one point, Morrissey also gave the boot to Moose. Um, during during this match, and, we, you know, we talked about it earlier, it started, this is where, you know, we started to see, I think we saw it once before, where the fans are getting behind Morrissey. He's yes. he's, he's coming across as a baby. He's like a bad motherfucker. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say he's coming across as a baby face because, yeah. like, he shoves Chelsea Green. I'll come back to that in a second. And he just was it Hebner? I forget who the referee was in this Heb- match. Hebner. Yeah, it was Brian Hebner. So I thought he just kicked the snots out of him. It looked it looked great. Hebner just drops like a sack of turds, and it looked awesome. He's not coming across like a baby face, but he is kind of coming across like 1986 Steve Austin. Yeah, that so ba- baby face is probably too strong, but more of a, a badass heel. Yeah. You know, but the the fans are getting behind him, and they were behind him during the whole match. They were they behind were. him a couple of weeks ago, and um, I think it was a six man. No, no, it was a three way between uh, Edwards, Cardona, and Morrissey. Um, they were behind him there. And they I, really, I, they really got behind him when Moose came out, and Moose wanted to double team him, and he's like, no, and he just like totally shit on the idea of double teaming with Moose. 
and you know, uh, I never thought I'd say this, but I think, I think maybe we go with, with Morrissey, like long term, like make him an actual, like Steve Austin style. I'm not saying make him Steve Austin, but just that, like, um, that badass anti-hero, there you go. That like anti-hero character, because there's something, there is something like likable about him. Um, just the whole comeback story. The one thing I did not like about this whole thing was, was Chelsea Green's involvement and her getting shoved, not because I, the violence against women think this is impact. We do intergender. Like this is just part of the world, but I feel like they do that with Alicia a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like that's kind of her deal. And we just did it to set this whole thing up. Dude, right. Why do I care about Morrissey shoving down Chelsea green when she just wrestled Jake something? Yeah, that's a great call. That's a great yeah. call. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. So where's the fucking heat? Yeah. She's, she's already wrestling guys. She's in the ring. You just shove her down. That doesn't, you know, why would I boo Morrissey for that? Because in this universe, in this that, universe, it's acceptable. That's like, okay. We've, yeah. We've, that's what I'm saying. And Alicia Edwards, that is really her thing. And she yeah. has done people get, get an Alicia, but she is really good at getting sympathy by being just abused. Right. From yeah. heels. We've seen it multiple times, multiple times. And just like a month and a half ago, like maybe two mm-hmm. months ago, we saw it with Moose and Morrissey. So it's so like, this is redundant and they didn't do as, I get what they were trying to do, but they didn't do as good a job. Like, cause let's be honest, Chelsea and, and Cardona aren't as good as a, as a team in this babyface role as you know, the Edwards's, you know, they aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that whole thing really fell flat for me. Cause again, you, you are hundred percent right. The rules that have been established in this company mean that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I, but I, I really did think that Cardona looked impressive. I thought Cardona it looked right. impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this match was much better than their turning point match. I thought it had a much better story and they did. It didn't it, feel it, so WWE too. Like I thought the last right. time they wrestled, like a wwe match this did not so yeah. i dug that i love the spot where uh where uh, moose is squeezing his head against the turnbuckle you know or the post the ring post is pulling more, his head more, blood. Morse was pulling it yeah yeah, yeah yeah cardona's head and yeah. cardona's just got the blood all over I, did i say that wrong sorry it's late yeah um it i thought that was i thought that was really good like i think this is some of cardona i think this match might be cardona's best work in the company quite frankly yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I thought it was a uh, a good solid main event. I'm mean, using that good with the the DQ finishes, but I thought it worked here. So I worked here. Um, I'm okay with it in the vacuum. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know that's that's leading into the main event at uh, at Hard to Kill Man. So hey, that's uh that's gonna do it for us here on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to hear some more Brace for Impact content, head over to Fight Game Media Network Plus, our premium service where we'll be, uh, we'll be talking some more impact news. Uh, we'll get into some Jeff Hardy stuff. We're going to talk about Jeff Hardy, uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, I want to get some bold predictions from JD for impact Ooh. in 2022. And uh, yeah, so we'll have um, some more content coming your way over on Patreon. So everybody head over to there. Uh, but if not, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Bye.